Hello and welcome to Guest Star from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save for your independence. The United States Treasury Department presents a special Independence Drive guest star program featuring the noted screen star, Joseph Cotton. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is John Conti introducing a special Independence Drive guest star program for United States Savings Bond transcribed feature presented by this station as a public service. Your future holds a brighter promise if you're saving regularly with savings bonds. Buy them automatically through the payroll savings plan where you work, or if you are your own boss, the bond a month plan where you bank. Here are Harry Sosnick and the Savings Bonds Orchestra to open the show with a special arrangement of Harakati.
Thank you, Harry. And now it's my pleasure to introduce our special guest, the popular screen star, Joseph Cotton. He appears in a sketch by Harry Lawrence titled, Portrait of a Small Gentleman. We take you to Hollywood and our narrator, Rod O'Connor. Rupert Williams was a very successful portrait painter. But because his face had been badly scarred in a plane crash during the war, he felt uncomfortable in the presence of a pretty girl. So all of his portraits were of men. He's now finishing a portrait of Dr. Dennis Marshall, the eminent surgeon. Well, I'm nearly through for the day, Doctor. A couple of minutes more. Good. Keeping still is hard work. Well, it's your hands I'm paying now. <laughs> Just keep your hands still. I'll try to. Uh, as I was saying, Rupert, why don't you let me work on that face of yours? No, no, no. You see what one surgeon did to me. Oh, that was a quick patch-up. Done under war conditions in a base hospital. It wasn't intended to be a finished job. Well, it'll have to do. I'm not going to take a chance. Oh, Don, uh, pardon me. Hello. Yes, this is Rupert Williams. Well, I'm sorry, madam, but I do not paint portraits of ladies. Terry? Terry? I... Well, how old is Terry? Eight years old? Is he, is he quiet, well-mannered? Uh, well, just the same, I... Well, just the same, I'm not sure I want... Well, well, all right, I, I'll be there. Yes, two o'clock. Yes, thank you, goodbye. What is that, another commission? Uh, some lady wants me to paint a portrait of a little fellow named Terry, eight years old. Are you going to do it? Probably not, but it's not far from here, so I'll run over and talk to the lady and see this small gentleman and... Well, well, that'll be all for today, Doc. Thanks. Uh, Rupert, I'll make you a deal. Hmm. I'll trade you a new face for the face you're painting of me. <laughs> oh, you beat it, Doc Scram. <laughs> I'd rather have the cash. Sit down, Mr. Williams. Yeah. As I told you on the phone, my name is Helen Dorchester. How do you do? I know that all your portraits are of men. I do hope you'll paint one of Terry. Well, that, that depends. Uh, will he keep still? Of course he will. He's the quietest little gentleman you ever saw. I'll call him in. Here, Terry. Here, Terry. Hey, now, wait a minute. Uh, is that Terry? Yes. You, you want me to paint the portrait of a dog? Oh, Mr. Williams, please. <laughs> no, ma'am, no, ma'am. Wait, please, please. I know I should have told you, but Terry isn't just an ordinary dog. I don't care if he's a grand champion. He's huh? the mascot of my brother's squadron. The few of them that are left have a little club room downtown. I wanted to give them Terry's picture for the club room. You see, my brother was a flyer, too. Well, I didn't know that. Besides that, Terry is my guide. You see, I'm blind. Oh. Well, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know that either. But, of course, if you don't want to do the portrait... No, no wait, wait a minute. Come here, Terry. <laughs> oh, Terry. How about it, Gwen? Want to have your picture painted? <laughs> now, hold still, Doc. Uh, uh, chin up. Uh, chin up a little. Later. Sorry. How are you coming along with the portrait of the dog? You know, it's the best thing I've done, Doc. <laughs> Helen is holding the dog on her lap to keep him still, but she doesn't know it yet, but I'm painting her picture, too. Is she good-looking? <laughs> She's lovely. A uh, doc, do, uh, do you still want to trade me an operation for this portrait? I certainly do, Rupert. It's a deal. You just make me better looking than this homely mug I'm painting on you. 
Fleming, be quiet. That's enough for now, Helen. Let him go. All right, you little rascal. Skedaddle. Rupert. I'll be sorry when the portrait is finished. Helen, you know something? <laughs> that portrait was finished a week ago. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I wanted to keep on coming here. I hope you guessed why. Because I... I've never told any woman that I love her, and I, I don't know how to go about it. It's very simple, really. Just kiss her and say, I love you, Helen. I love you, Helen. Will you marry me? You're saying that because you're sorry for me. Sorry for the loveliest, most gracious person I've ever met. <laughs> no. Because I love you. Will you marry me? Of course I'll marry you. But wait just a minute. Maybe you won't want to marry me when you hear my confession. Hmm? What confession? I knew you were sensitive about the scars on your face. I knew you'd avoid me, so I pretended I couldn't see them. Darling, I'm not blind. Helen, dear. I've known that for a long time. Why do you think I had Doc give me a new face? And now for a curtain speech, here again is Joseph Cotton. I'd like to take just a minute here, friends, to tell you what I think about United States savings bonds. I buy them regularly because I figure they're, they're an investment in my own future. They're backed by Uncle Sam and they pay a fine rate of interest, $4 back for every three invested at the end of 10 short years. And you know, a nest egg of savings bond can make a lot of dreams come true someday. College for the children, maybe, or a home or a business of your own, or fund for retirement. So take my tip and sign up for the regular purchase of savings bonds through the payroll savings plan where you work, or if you're your own boss, through the bond a month plan, a free service of your bank. Make your future secure with savings bonds. Thank you. Thank you, Joseph Cotton. Harry Sosnick leads the savings bonds orchestra in his own famous composition, Lazy Rhapsody.
During the past quarter hour, you have heard a special Independence Drive guest star program for savings bonds, a transcribed feature presented by this station every week as a public service. Our thanks again to our star, Joseph Cotton, for a fine performance. Appearing with him were Norman Field and Loreen Tuttle, and Louis Graff directed the play. Next week, we'll have another outstanding star and more music by Harry Sosnick and the Savings Bonds Orchestra, and we hope you'll be with us. Meanwhile, this is John Conti saying so long and reminding you to save for your independence. Buy United States Savings Bonds.